Welcome to the Irishman, Englishman and Scotsman football podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Irishman, Englishman and Scotsman football podcast. A few days before Christmas, uh, all the way from sunny Scotland. Finno, how are you doing? Yeah, not as good as last time. Yeah, just prepping for lockdown. Lockdown, lockdown and Brighton as well, Joe. I think it's coming tier four pretty soon, I would imagine, yeah, unfortunately. And in sunny Spain, Kev. Yeah, not 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 too terrible here, Dan in Alicante, back with the family, so raring to go. Good stuff. We'll crack on. Uh, we're gonna preview and have a quick look back at last weekend as always. And uh, starting at the King Power cracker of a game, huge game, one thirty PM um Leicester against Manchester United. Leicester Huge win against Tottenham. Man United look really good in attack against Leeds. Uh, Man United are away from home. They're on a run. If they win this, they're up to second. Two points behind Liverpool. At the start of the season, we were calling for Ole's head. Uh, which way is this one going to go, Joe? Well, I think we're at the stage now where do we have to realistically call Manchester United title contenders? You know, they're on a fantastic run. They're up into the top three. Going forward, they seem to have a lot of goals in that team. I know there were a few kind of question marks when he left Pogba and a few other players out, but they seem to have a good squad of players. Having said that, I think Leicester look fantastic against uh, against Tottenham. I think they've won, have they beaten Arsenal, Chelsea and uh, Spurs back to back or something like that. So massive credit to, to Brendan Rodgers because th- they did have a little blip. Um, so I think it's going to be a really intriguing game, but I think I'm going to have to go for for Leicester. They just seem to be in in such fantastic form, and they've got big game players in the likes of Jamie Vardy. I don't know if Leicester have enough in the tank. You know, I think they probably expended quite a lot in that Tottenham result, but I am going to go for a Man United win, reverting to type classic Leicester to score first, Man United to come from behind away from home and leapfrog them in the table, and they'll have that game in hand. You know, Leicester, yeah, it was a good result against Tottenham, but Man United, I think, yeah, they really have started to turn the corner. They looked good going forward against Leeds. I don't know how they are at the back, but they certainly seem to have shored themselves up a little bit. Um, So, yeah, I think a Man United win here. I think you mentioned earlier on about blips, right? So uh, a lot of teams have managed to put together four or five good results, and then, you know, it's disappeared. Right, so we've seen this. We'll get on to talking about Spurs. We'll get on to talking about Chelsea. Um, we've been talking a lot, uh, Leicester City earlier on. We've been talking a lot about these teams who seem like they're just about to kick on. United are the latest, right? United, I think it's what, four wins and a draw from their last five. We've been talking about how great their um, away record was, but now it's just their record as a whole. So they look like they're about to do it, absolutely. But this is the trick, can they? Because no one so far has. Like, absolutely no one has put together one of those runs. If I had to bet, I just wonder if Leicester might be a little bit too canny for them. So I, don't get me wrong, I fancy this United team. Um, we've been bigging them up a little bit over the past, what, two or three weeks, really, talking about what a, what an amazing, resilient group of players they've got. And now they're starting to turn it on. But I just wonder, just purely by that, you know, you, you kind of, I've, expect, we've, I've expected every, this to happen to everyone, basically. Everyone's put together four or five great results, and then it's gone back. So I just, I, I wouldn't be all that surprised if Leicester just managed to do them uh, in this one. Uh, I'm going to go for Man United, like Finno said. I think they've got so much firepower. Now, defensively, they're very vulnerable. But that's going in bearing in mind. Like, that game against Leeds, for me, was the game of the season by a mile. Leeds were you know, down and now 4-0 down at half-time. 
they could have scored 10 goals in the game. Man United could have scored 20. Leeds attacked, attacked, attacked. David De Gea pulled off some world-class saves. Anthony Martial was one-on-one with the Leeds keeper two, three, four occasions. Man United could have scored. It was a cracking game. Vulnerable in, de- in defence. Man United will counter. Leicester will counter. It's, just, it's going to be a cracking game. But uh, I think United have too much power, uh, especially in midfield. And I, I'm going for a Man United win. Um, two games at four o'clock. Aston Villa against Palace. Villa with an impressive win against uh, West Brom. Crystal Palace fell apart against Liverpool, Kev. Yeah, I'll go for a home win here, lads. This will be a massive test of like Roy Hodgson's experience, you know, uh, t- to see your team lose 7-0, I think afterwards he called it demoralising, humiliating. It's a really tough job to try and pick, you know, t- to try and pick your players up after being absolutely thumped. Having said that, you know, Liverpool can do that when they're on it. They can do it to any team in the league. But I think it'll be really interesting to see how Crystal Palace bounce back from that. Um, I I agree. I, I think Villa, um, Villa obviously ruined Big Sam's first uh, first match in charge of West Brom and I think that they'll carry that on and beat Palace. I watched a bit of the game at the weekend against Liverpool before the, the floodgates opened and actually they had some nice chances. You know, I think IU at 1-0 had a really good chance to equalise it and if that goes in, then it's a totally different football game. But uh, yeah, I agree. I think Villa here, too strong against West Brom. I think they've really missed Benteke um, and I don't think Zaha has been firing as well as he could be. Um, mixed form with IU, I think, yeah, a Villa, Villa home win. Right, moving on. Fulham against Southampton also at four o'clock. Since European time, Fulham really impressed me against Newcastle. Uh, they just controlled the whole game. Newcastle couldn't touch them. Pass, pass, pass. Now, a lot of these passes were in across their own 18, you know, 20-yard box, 20-yard um, line. And really, did the... Scott Parker playing some great football. And up until that the red card, you know, I thought Fulham were easy winners. Um, against Liverpool, they're very impressive. Probably should have won that as well. They're in a little bit of a run. They're unbeaten. Southampton, Joe? We played really well against Man City and probably actually deserve something from the game. You know, I can't say that we that we deserve to win it, but I think a point wouldn't have been completely unfair. Um, it's just, I think, Man City have now found a defence that really works and they look really solid. I'm expecting a really tough game against Fulham. Like you say, Fulham are unbeaten in three, I think. Um, they've drawn their last three. So I'm expecting a tough game, but I would, I would hope that we would have enough to come through. I think... Danny Ings obviously went off against Man City, so that's that's a bit of a concern. Um, maybe wasn't the greatest idea to start him three games within seven days, coming back from injury. Probably not the wisest decision. Um, even though we haven't won any of our last two games, we've still been playing well. So I would hope that we would have enough to beat Fulham. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I'm going to go for Fulham here. I think they're just on this run of form, and I think they're going out of the uh, out of relegation zone. I think they're going to stay up. Um, well, Arsenal just doesn't get any easier for Arsenal, does it? They're playing Chelsea half past six and they're on a horror run of form. Uh, and I can't see things improving any any uh, quicker for Mikel Arteta. Uh, surely this is a Chelsea win, final. Yeah, I mean, I would say that they've found their main striker, Chelsea. Um, and he was there all along in Tammy Abraham. You know, they played some really nice stuff against West Ham. Their third goal especially was incisive it was quick there was some nice touches and a really great finish from Abraham yeah Arsenal are calamitous at the moment um I don't think there's any other word really to describe them so you know they've also got a big game against Man City in the League Cup 
the potential for the legs to get sapped a bit more uh, of a bit more energy whilst Chelsea recover. Yeah, I can see this being a Chelsea win. What has to happen is Arsenal have to win, right? It's it's. I don't even think it's about putting in a decent performance anymore. I don't even think about it. It's about getting a draw. Even if they were four 0 down and came back and drew four four. Even if they were super unlucky and had eight goals disallowed by dodgy bad decisions, I think they have to beat them. I think that's otherwise it's coming time where they have to. People at that club have to make a decision. We talked a little bit in previous weeks about the benefit of making a decision before you hit actual crisis point. And the jokes that we were all making from Roy Keane, you know, all the way up to Joe here, you know, the real authority on football, all saying the same joke quite rightly, you know, that, oh, maybe they're too good to go down. But are they? Honestly, no. Would you really bet that much against it right now, looking at the team and that lack of discipline? And I just think, Jesus, they need to show they can scrap and somehow claw out a win. And the only thing I suppose I'd say is, you know, they've had some bad performances, but most of their bad performances have not necessarily come again. You know, they've sometimes been able to put together a decent performance against the bigger teams. So I can't even predict what's going to happen other than, you know, obviously, if I was betting on it, I would have to put my money on Chelsea. But at the same time, I just think the reaction has to come. So maybe it will in a perverse sort of way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they have the players to, to win that way, to, to fight, you know what I mean? Like Burnley, ever since uh, Joe spoke to Sean Dyche a few weeks ago, Burnley are, are flying, they're, they're, flying, they're clawing their way out of the relegation zone. Fulham now as well are playing well. For me, Sheffield United need a massive turnaround. West Brom, Big Sam might do something. So it's very easy to drop in there, which leads me to my next point. Man City against Newcastle and really worries me. This game, not, not just this game. Now, they're missing the club captain, Jamal Asselz, and the best player, the guy who can hold the ball up in Alain Stan-Maxima. Um, they're clearly made. Against Fulham, they looked they, they, totally out of it. No ideas at all. They were looking to get a draw because of the red card and the penalty. But without that, Newcastle were going to be, I think, hammered by Fulham. No ideas. Um, Maxima makes a, makes a huge difference. I expect him to lose to Brentford tonight. I don't want to do Kevin go balking, but Brentford are unbeaten in 13. They're up the top of the near the top of the um, the championship, and I think the way, like I said, Burnley and Fulham are on a run. Newcastle, well, the next few games are Man City, Liverpool, and Leicester, and they could very, very easily get dropped into that relegation zone. And then come January, it could be Steve Bruce's name that people are saying he's got to go. Finno. But it's only been a couple of weeks since Steve Bruce led Newcastle to their best start to the season since Benitez. And I feel like Newcastle are a team that play up to their opponents as much as they play down to opponents. So yes, I could see Brentford being a really tough game, but I could also see you guys giving Man City a decent decent run for it. And I felt like City at the weekend, they tried too hard to score the perfect goal against Southampton. You know, they really tried to walk the ball into the net. And they need to just be a bit more ruthless and then I could see that kind of more one-sided one-sided result. That being said, when Newcastle have played, you know, the top four, top six, they have tended to to lose and by a couple of clear goals. So, yeah, I would probably say that City have enough here, but I don't think it'll be a walkover. Going back to Kev, you talk about Liverpool's injuries, you know, a few weeks ago, how bad it was. They still had world-class players on the pitch. Newcastle don't have those players. Hayden, who had covid also, he looked down and out there in halftime two weeks ago against Leeds. Uh, also, you know, showing the effects of COVID. And now, like I said, Maxima and the captain, Lascelles, also have COVID. So Newcastle are not favourites tonight in the bookies in the, in the League Cup quarterfinal uh, against, against Brentford. They're not. They're, Brentford are actually favourites. But because of 
the next two games. Like, I think if you're looking at the start of the season, it might just be, okay, look, we'll give it a go, but this is our last chance to do something this season. So they have to go for it against Brentford tonight and try and hope that a miracle happens and you pick something up against Man City, who now are starting to play, and Liverpool are starting to play. It's a bad time to play them. Um, Sheffield United against Everton. This is a no-brainer, I think, the final, at the same time as Newcastle, actually, 9pm Central European time, Saturday night. Uh, Sheffield United rock bottom, bottom no look. Everton are picking up points again, and uh, I think that the Everton the Everton train will, will roll on, Kev. Yeah, I mean, three wins in a row for Everton, who've just got it, got it back, got their mojo back, haven't they? Um, however it happens. Um, Sheffield United, you always sort of think, they seem to have played pretty well against good teams, don't they? They were ahead against, they were certainly ahead against Liverpool, if, if, if memory serves. They've been ahead again, you know, in really big games. And I suppose their luck's got a turn, you know, at some point. But, bah, you know, Everton, Everton, if, if they are looking tasty again, then yeah, surely they'll, they'll, they'll have too much fun. I agree with you. Yeah, uh, opening game on Sunday, 1 o'clock, Leeds against Burnley. Leeds are so good to watch. Either with the last two games were against Newcastle, of course, and, and Man United. I mean, they were down and out, they're getting hammered, but they just attack, attack, attack. It's the only way they know how to play. You know, I mean, defensively, they're, they're shambles, but they're just, they break so quick. And yeah, they, they, they score goals. So Burnley are on form. The Burnley style of, of sitting back won't work here either. So I'm, I'm going to go for a convincing Leeds win in this one. Leeds, it was 6-2 going on about 8-5. Um, United just took their chances and obviously being two goals down in three minutes doesn't really help Leeds' case. One little tidbit of information that I found on social media whilst I was doing some research. The last time that Bielsa conceded six goals in a game, fans turned up at his door and he threatened them with a hand grenade. So it just shows the, the craziness of the man and the kind of the eccentricity of him. Burnley, though, you know, since Ben Mee has come back for them, they've only lost one in seven. And, you know, and that was to Man City. They're out of the relegation zone. They're unbeaten in four games now. They're only a point behind Arsenal. I can see them getting a point here, if not all three against Leeds. I'm with you, Finno. I think I think they could they could do something. Um, I just wanted to say something I read on Twitter during the during the game at the weekend, which was Paul Heaton, he of uh, the House Martins. Uh, for those of you who go back a few years, or if not, uh, various uh, beautiful South and so on, called it Man, 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 Man United versus Man Bun United, uh, which I thought was great because it reminded me of that first day of the season when all the Leeds players turned up with these massive top knots. But anyway, yeah, no, uh, I love Leeds in a way, like I said. Uh, they always manage to cause the big teams problems. But I said right at the start, they're going to be in massive trouble this season if they defend like that. And yeah, I think this pragmatic Burnley side actually will look at this and think, wow, this is, you know, we can we can continue this really nice run of form we're on. And, and my money's on Burnley, definitely. West Ham beaten by Chelsea last weekend. Finno, this is a nice fixture to, to return. Uh, quarter past three against Brighton at home. Yeah, although I'm going to go back to being my kind of miserable, pessimistic self, um, you know, after last time being hopeful that we could get a result against Chelsea. Look, we we played okay and there were a few decisions that could have gone our way, but really we didn't look close to winning and we didn't really look like we were close to taking points from the game. So in true pessimistic style, a draw, hopefully that we get more. Oh God. I don't think West Ham will have too much trouble against Brighton. I think you can't underestimate how bad. So Sheffield United have had a player sent off on 40 minutes. And this is Sheffield United who haven't won a game all season, bottom of the league. And Brighton needed a, a goal in the last five minutes from Danny Welbeck to 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 get a draw. So 
it, that was really a bad result for Brighton. I think confidence-wise, they're really struggling. They can't score goals. Um, so I can't, I just can't see West Ham having too many problems with them, unfortunately. You wonder whether or not it's actually the, the changing of the season. So the fact that it's winter, the pitch is going to be a bit worse for wear now that it's not, you know, midsummer or autumn when there's nice luscious green grass. And teams like Brighton, where they play some really nice stuff, ball on the floor, and it's a bit more ponderous, whether or not the you know, the, the turned up grass is starting to cause them some problems in actually moving that ball from back to front. Potentially, but I think I just, I just think Graham Potter doesn't quite know his best team yet. It always raises eyebrows when the manager changes the goalkeeper for big games during season. He seems to be switching between Sanchez and Ryan, which always kind of rings a few alarm bells when you're changing the keeper. Um, so I just think he, he's just not quite sure which way to go. Uh, so I think this will be another West Ham win. Uh, half past five uh, Central European time on Sunday. Liverpool 7-0 winners against Crystal Palace, Selhurst Park, against West Brom, who can't buy a win for Christmas. Sam Allardyce, no luck. Surely you can't balk your way out of this one, Kev. Well, normally, it's not It's not just that. Normally, I like to put a cheeky bet on Liverpool losing, you know, just in that classic way of, you know, it'll be, it'll improve, my day won't be totally spoiled. And I imagine the odds on this one will be quite generous, right? West Brom will not really be fancying this one. And not just because Liverpool won 7-0, um, but because they've got themselves a nice long rest now, haven't they? So they played at the weekend. It's, what, six or seven days without a game? Oh, I think they, I think Liverpool will be nice and refreshed for this, but... What, what I sort of read has happened in the dressing room a little bit over the last couple of weeks is remember we talked about, you know, potential turning points in the, in the Liverpool season. And maybe it was that maybe it was that Tottenham one where it just felt like, you know, some of that I mentioned last week, some of that mysterious, you know, or the, or the, or the mystique had come back to a Liverpool side and they were just ready to capture, you know, whatever it was you want to call it. Well, it does. It does look like that. But I don't think these things are magic. I think what they are is the dressing room has come together again. And so we can't afford to have the sort of start we've had on a couple of away days recently. You guys mentioned the Fulham game and I think in the Brighton game as well. You know, and it was just like really slow and they just they didn't show that kind of alacrity uh, that you expect from them. And they have been showing in home games. Um, like I say, in home games all season, they've been they've been really good. It would be pretty astonishing if they don't win. But the only thing is, you know, Klopp, he'll probably rest a few players. It'll probably be a slightly odd-looking team. So you never know. There might be, again, that they need a couple of players off the bench to get it over the line as all. We talked in the last couple of podcasts about Mane as well, but it was good to see him, you know, putting in a really good performance. Zero points from the first two games for Big Sam, I think, is pretty much nailed on. I wouldn't even bother wasting your money on a bet for West Brom. You wouldn't you know the odds would have been similar to when West Brom went to Man City two games ago, and they were fantastic, and you know got a point at at the Etihad. So you never know. There's been some very strange results this season, but um, yeah, obviously you would expect Liverpool to win and win well. They got a point at the Etihad and then sacked their manager. Um, the final game of the weekend is Wolves against Tottenham. Quarter past eight. Wolves uh, beaten again at the weekend against Tottenham, who've lost the last two now. We were bigging them up all season, but I was in particular, and Finnell, and now they've turned into a poor man's Burnley. Uh, so it's hard to know which way this one's going to go. I'm going to go for Spurs to get back on the wagon. I have to say that they looked really blunt against Leicester. They had Bale on, they had Kane, Song. Second half, Leicester mopped everything up, hit them on the break. <coughs> Excuse me. I think it was Madison was very unlucky 
I, would, I think a VAR not to score a cracking goal. Fennel. Yeah, I think we're starting to see the, and I kind of, I think I probably cursed them a little bit by saying their expected goals ratio was minuscule and they'd, they'd converted considerably more goals than they should have, you know, expected to over the, the first few games of the season. I think we're actually just starting to see that kind of coming home to roost a little bit for Tottenham. You know, that's one point in nine that they've taken. And I know I tipped them for the title if they were top by a point or so um, at Christmas time. One point in nine is not title winning form. And, you know, both teams here, Wolves also seem to be in a bit of free fall. Like, I could easily see this being a Wolves win and a handsome Wolves win or a handsome Tottenham win. I think for Tottenham, Harry Kane looked a bit tired. They have played a lot of games with the Europa League as well. Um, but having said that, Wolves just, Wolves just, they do seem very blunt, don't they, without Raul, Raul Jimenez? Um, so I would think that Tottenham will find a way to win this one, but I don't think it will be a pretty expansive game. Yeah, as far as win, Kev? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, like you say, both sides really unpredictable. I, I just imagine that probably Mourinho will be able to put the fear of God uh, into his players a bit more, you know, than, than, his, than his opposite number. Um, I think they'll be on iron rations There'll be no booze. There'll be no, well, obviously there'll be no parties because they're in tier seven or whatever it is. And um, yeah, I reckon they'll be, uh, they'll be confined to barracks for the entire time and he'll probably get them, you know, playing just well enough to, to eke out a, a 2-1, I think. That rounds up the games for this weekend, folks. But we can't leave you without our own Christmas cracker. What have you got, Kev? I'm, I'm going to apologise oh, for this one Oh, he's got a guitar. <laughs> he's got a this... guitar. This, this 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 is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I, I I can't believe I'm going to even try doing this. So uh, here we go. This is called sorry. This is called football. Um, all I want for Christmas is you. So here we go. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need: a seven nil v Crystal Palace, followed by six two v Leeds. I live for all these crazy scores, but I'll take the dourest nil-nil draws, even crap VAR reviews, cause all I want for Christmas is you. All right, that's enough Maria Carey. Let's get back to what's at hand. A look back at the 14th match week when Liverpool with real command and form that bordered on the callus, struck seven times via Crystal Palace. They're a tracking trio, Sean. Has all hope for the chasing pack now gone? Well, four points back are Leicester City after their fine win v Spurs, who've now lost two games in succession as Vardy caught them unawares. Tottenham have one win in five. Are their title hopes even alive? They need to fire again, because United look a better bet than them. 2-0 up v Leeds in seconds through the deaf McTominay. Bruno Fernandes exquisite. On and on they dominate. More and more elite threat they could be worth a serious bet but all my nightmares would come true if they're gonna make a title challenge too Chelsea get the best of West Ham in the Lampard derby game Everton too strong for Arsenal Arteta must accept some blame there's something that I have to ask is this the end now for the Basque it could be time to make a call will he make it past Christmas at all we don't want a lot this Yuletide. Football fans just need a stream. With all the games coming thick and fast now, there's soon a chance to watch your team. And no, they may not always win. They may leave you reaching for the gin, but there's hope beneath the tree with English football each day on TV. 
football is the only bright spot at this bleakest time of year. Brexit, Covid, Boris Johnson, enough to get rid of all your cheer. But there's some hope for every mourner. Boxing days around the corner make all our dreams come true. Cause football, all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> Apologies. Brilliant stuff, Ken. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Joe, thank you very much. Thank you, JP. Fino, thank you. Cheers, guys. Merry Christmas. Kev, super. Thanks a lot. So, guys, you guys, everyone Pleasure. listening, don't forget to subscribe uh, on YouTube. We'll be back maybe Monday, possibly Tuesday. But to everyone uh, listening from all of us here, the Irishman, Englishman, and Scotsman Football Podcast, wish you all a Merry Christmas and enjoy the games.